all things New Orleans Saints. This is Who Dat Discussion. Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Powered by Overtime Media. Let's make another run at it. Hello and welcome back into the Udat Discussion, powered by Overtime Media. My name is Andrew Galata, and the big news dropped this morning, Drew Brees returns for his 20th NFL season. He announced it on Instagram with a picture of him on the top of a mountain in Hawaii. Just going to show like he's still on the top of his game, and I, I think that's, that's what that picture was trying to say. He could still do this. And I honestly... Very happy for Drew that he's returning. Very happy as a Saints fan that he's returning. You guys all know what I think about him, what he really means to this team. And you can just see on Twitter, Michael Thomas and Instagram, Michael Thomas is saying things. You have Alan Kamara saying things. You have Cameron Jordan saying things. And that just shows that he's the leader of this team, the full head leader. And he gives the Saints the best chance to win in 2020. And I don't think anyone's going to doubt that. And... We're going to be talking about his contract, what we think his contract is going to be. What does this mean for Teddy and Taysom? And how do we build around Breeze? How do the Saints really make this team a real 100% Super Bowl contender? Not like they were the last few years, but how do they get back to that? And last year, the losing into the wildcard round wasn't really... Were we really Super Bowl contenders? Were we? I mean, I know we're 13-3, but losing in the first round is not good. That doesn't mean you're a Super Bowl contender, and... To get back into the championship game, the Super Bowl, we're obviously going to have to add things and make this team better, and we're going to get into that as well. Also, hopefully we do get to talk more about our preview of free agency. Linebackers in the secondary is scheduled for today. The secondary we talked about a lot, so definitely want to get to those linebackers. Maybe we'll hold off the secondary for another time, because last episode we went deep into the secondary. So maybe we'll just do that quickly, but again, if if you want to hear more in-depth breakdown of that secondary and the whole free agency in the secondary definitely check out our last episode because there are a lot of it's a very deep group so i think the saints could definitely add in in that area so but first let's get to the news drew Brees, as i said before announced on twitter that he's returning and first off we're gonna we're gonna discuss how this uh, how this affects Taysom hill how does it affect teddy bridgewater and i think the easy question is teddy bridgewater is gonna leave and there's really no effect on Taysom Hill. They're going to give him a tender, first round, second round, whatever it is. And then, most likely, then if he gets another big contract that the Saints don't want to get, then the Saints will take their pick. And if he doesn't get a big contract, Saints will match it, or whatever will happen, or the Saints will just take his tender. We'll kind of see what has to happen there for the Saints. But it, I think those are the, the definitely the short answers. The long answer is, which we'll get into, I mean, Teddy Bridgewater just came out yesterday that he's going to look for $30 million, And he will get $30 million, people are thinking. And again, if he's going to get paid more than Drew Brees, because I don't think Brees makes more than $30 million. Brees basically said he's coming back. He said, let's go Houdat Nation. So he's coming back to the Saints. We all know that. So his leverage is gone. Now, the Saints probably respect him too much to really capitalize on that. But if this, he was going to take a real pay cut, and I know he's taken pay cuts in the past, but a, a significant pay cut, I think this would be the year to do it. Just the way his whole attitude works. And... If this is his last year, does he really care about what, $3 million, $4 million? Now, I know that's a lot of money, obviously. But, again, I am I think he's going to be in the 20 to 30 range. I think the Saints uh, respect him too much because, I mean, the Saints could be like, okay, we want you for 15, and what are you going to do, retire them? Are you going to leave the Saints? I mean, you can't, I mean, the Saints 
probably can do that. We'll see if they do. And But the Saints hold all the levers. Well, I don't think they will. I think they respect them too much. They're going to give them 20 to $30 million. And, I, again, I think that's just very – it's just very interesting stuff because, again, Breeze returning, he's going to give them the best chance to win. And I think if the Saints want to win the Super Bowl, Breeze is the guy. And you know my plan for the Saints. I would love them to keep Breeze and drive to QB this year or next year. I would. I like this year. I like the few guys this year that are in it. I like Love. I like Herbert. And I think the Saints could get one of them. So we'll have to see. <laughs> I think that's kind of one thing. I think he thinks that the Saints can make another run at it, Drew. I think Drew thinks that. And I think the Saints will now make moves to get that run. And, again, I think that's very interesting. So, look, the Saints are going to—Drew Brees is their guy. That means Teddy Bridgewater is probably gone, most likely gone, because he's going to get a contract somewhere else. If he gets $30 million, again, I told you, why would the Saints <laughs> not get Brees when you can— and get Bridgewater when Bridgewater would make more than Brees. Brees is the better QB. And even the people that want Bridgewater say that Brees is the better QB. Which is, to me, a little interesting. So, to me, best of luck to Teddy. He did a great job, and I wish him nothing but the best. Go get the money. Go get that bag. Because, again, I'm, we'll be rooting for him unless you're playing the Saints. Great guy, and he deserves a starting job in this league. But Drew Brees is better than him, and I think Drew Brees gives the Saints the best chance to win. This year, I think it's set up for the franchise better. I'd rather see Brees and then a rookie than just Bridgewater. That's just my take on it, and maybe you guys think differently. But again, and then Taysom Hill. Does this set up Taysom? And I think the big thing is this set up Taysom for the 2021 starter. Again, I mean, Breeze never said this was his last year either. He didn't say this is it. But he did say he's returning this year. So 2021, do the Saints want to bring in Taysom? Is that is that the plan here? We'll have to see. Or is this just, we're going to bring Taysom back to be our utility guy again in 2021. We're going to bring in a QB. And I think we're going to be, we'll see that in the draft. I don't think we'll see that really until then. But again, I think it's very, very interesting because you have Teddy sitting there wanting to start, and it came out that the plan was like, Breeze is going to start in 2020, and Taysom's going to start in 2021. Breeze is going to start in 2020, so the Saints plan is starting to take shape. Now, was that that next year, the 2021, will that be Taysom's year? I think it's just all really interesting to see how this is lining up here, and I think as the offseason unfolds, we'll see more and more of what the Saints think. But again, that's just kind of what it is from that quarterback situation. Drew's going to return. Hopefully not a huge contract. I don't think so. I think $20 million to $30 million, nothing more than that. And if he wants to take a real pay cut, this would be the year to do it. Let's just say the Saints, Saints are like, okay, we'll pay you the money that we owe you in dead cap, maybe a little more. Maybe the Saints do that. I don't really know because I, I don't think he would take I don't know if he would take it. I think he wants to get paid, but I think he also wants to win. So maybe he's like, look, I've got paid enough in my career. I want to win now. And I don't know. I don't know if that would be something that he would want to do. It's interesting. It's such a special case because he gave up all his leverage. It's not like he can now turn around and retire saying, I want to be in the Saints. Now, maybe he was talking with the Saints this whole time saying, look, this is the contract details we want. If not, we'll retire. And then maybe they agreed on it and then the Saints will return. I think it's I think it's interesting both ways because if, if the Saints really wanted to, they could be like, well, you already said you're going to return, so you're not going to now back down on that. You're not leaving. You already said that. You already said who that in your returning speech. So this is the contract we're offering you. If you if you want to if you don't want it, then maybe re-retire. I don't think the Saints would play like that. They respect him way too much. I respect him way too much. I don't even want the Saints to do that. I want the Saints to just give him give him what he's due as just a fan a fan of the team, just knowing this organization. I I think they're gonna give him twenty five million to thirty million, and that's fine. I don't I don't think that hurts the Saints in such a big way. If he wanted to take a pay cut, and if he came to the Saints and said, I want to take a pay cut so you guys can get A.J. Green, so you guys can get Josh Norman, so you guys can get Darius Slay, maybe maybe he did that. Maybe. 
maybe, but maybe he didn't. So I, I, I think we all got to kind of see. He hasn't done it before ever. But also, this is a different situation than any other QB to me ever. Brady said, I'll leave the Patriots. It doesn't matter to me. Peyton left the Colts. I mean, look at all these guys. Montana, he left the, the, the um, for the Chiefs, left the 49ers back in the day, a long time ago. I mean, it happens throughout history. The, the Brett Favre. Breeze is really the first guy that's saying, I'm playing for one team, and no one's stopping me, and I want to return, and I want to play at the top of my game still, and the Saints are keeping on, and they're giving the money, but it's going to get a certain point where he's going to be like, hmm, I wonder if I'm, maybe I can make this team better by taking a little less money, and I'm not asking him to do this, I don't think he's required to do it, just to put that out there, he should get as much money as he wants, but he just, he, like, all that leverage is gone. Like, he can't now turn around and retire, re-retire. He can't turn around and leave, really. So, the Saints have the leverage. It's going to be interesting to see if the Saints use the leverage, if they don't, and they say they're just out of respect. And maybe that's the leverage in Breeze. He has so much respect. And there's not probably one athlete I respect more than Drew Breeze. So, again, I think that he'll end up getting in that 30, uh, 20 to 30 range. I think Teddy's probably going to get more than that, which is so interesting. But um, that's just kind of what I'm thinking with this QBs, with Breeze's contract situation. And I think that leads us into our next topic about this by saying that who do the Saints add now? Who do they add to Breeze to really make this a Super Bowl contender? But before we answer that, we are going to take a quick break. You are listening to the Who Dat Discussion podcast. Welcome back into the Who Dat Discussion. And now we're going to talk about how the Saints can build around Drew Breeze as he's returning. What do the Saints do to make that next step? And I think this comes back in the contract. How much money is Breeze, is Breeze going to give him a break? And if Breeze gives him a break, I mean, whenever whenever the contract details come out, we'll hopefully be one of the first podcasts on here. And I want to be saying that if he actually gave the Saints a break, you can't. He can play as long as he wants. <laughs> I mean, I think still that's the way. But if he did that, and if he gave the Saints extra money to spend and really make this roster great, I mean. There's not one person, I don't think in all of sports that would, you look at Brady did that, but I think Brady in a different respect did that, I think he just, it was a little different scenario, again, it was after Super Bowls won, he just wanted to keep, it was just, he wanted to keep winning, and that was kind of the thing, and he's married to Giselle, and she makes a ton of money, so it's not like they needed to like, like really squeak out the extra 10 million, they're already getting that in other, other ways, and I think it's just a little different. And just that whole the Patriot way and everything. This would kind of be just for Breeze to do it, especially not doing it to this point. It would be extra sincere. He's like, I know this is my last two years. And I want to do it for last year. And I want to win. And, like, I'll do anything to win. And, like, that would be, like, that's such a rallying cry. Not only to the fans, but the team. Like, what if Breeze said, like, he came in and he only took however much million, 15 million, 15 to 20 million. And he went, like, I just want to win. Like, and, and that's why I took the last money. And, like, I'll do anything to win, even take the less money, which is, could be, you know, which is not, I could have maxed out. But for this team to win, I'll do this. And what, what what does that send to Cameron Jordan? What does that send to Michael Thomas? That our star quarterback, who's now a veteran and really, a, really a veteran, me was a veteran before, but now he's, like, over 20th season, and he's willing to even take that pay cut. Already won the Super Bowl. It's not like Cameron Jordan won the Super Bowl. It's not like Mike Thomas won the Super Bowl. not like Alvin Kamara won the Super Bowl. That just shows, like, I'll do anything to win. Like, you guys can get the money. I made my money. Now, let's add people to this team. Let's pay some people. Let's make this team unstoppable. It would be very interesting if he did that. I don't think... I'm not counting on it. I don't think he will, but this would... To me, this is the best shot he has yet. 
So very, very interesting. And how would we make this team better? First of all, you gotta, and this is what we said at the beginning of the offseason, you have to, and yeah, you just have to do this. You have to get more receivers that not could win 50 yards down the field or 40 yards down the field. It's not like Breeze can throw that, but Breeze can throw that, that ball short very accurately, probably more accurately than anybody in the league. So you know what you got to do? You got to get guys who can get separation within the 10 to 20-yard range. And in the short field, Michael Thomas one of those guys. A lot of other guys, Rashard Perryman's able to win after the catch very well. A.J. Green's another one of those guys who was so versatile, could do so many different things. Guys in the draft will be able to do that. And the Saints have to add somebody like that. They don't need the burners that can get open 35, 40 yards down the field. They just don't need that anymore. It's not the offense they're running. You have to, you have, to have an offense that can just is really good and very efficient in that 20-yard range. And that's where Breeze is most efficient. So you're going to have to build your team around that. And I think looking at it, it's extremely possible that they add someone like an A.J. Green or Bashad Perryman. They'll have the money for it. Again, it's just the problem is that there's not many receivers out there. Maybe they had a slot receiver who could, obviously, those shifty slot receivers. Danny Amendola, I think, would be a really nice fit and wouldn't cost as much. Randall Cobb's another one of those guys. I don't know if the um, if the Saints would really go after him because the Cowboys bringing in McCarthy. Randall Cobb was really his best years with McCarthy with the Packers. So I'd wonder if he'd be um, added to this. But, again, you got to get a receiver, especially with the offense. You have to get a receiver that's really willing to just, I mean, not like willing, but his best strength is to win in that 20-yard range. That's what the Saints need. Maybe you have one, and I think that's why the Saints should keep Traquan Smith. You kind of have a guy, or maybe they get a, another rookie that can still run the deep ball because you want the threat, and Breeze, I think, can do it, just not as well. So you just want to have that threat, but you want your best receivers to be good in that 10 to 20-yard range. Saints have Michael Thomas, and that's great, but you need another guy that can do that. And it doesn't have to be as good as Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas is everything so good. So you don't need Michael Thomas. You just need you don't need that Michael Thomas everything, everything. You just need one spot that has the potential to win in that range. And slot receivers can do that. Some outside receivers can do that that we've talked about. And look, I think if the Saints were really serious about doing this, you'd see the Matt A.J. Green. A guy that's coming off of an injury. You can take a chance on him. He's done so good throughout his career. He can be a guy that really takes the Saints to the next level, and I think, I think the Saints see that. So we'll see if Stage Reedery, maybe Rashad Perryman, as we said before, Danny Amendola, Randall Cobb, some of those guys. I think that would really take the Saints to that next level, and it's very interesting. And with the Saints, you know, making winning in that range, a lot of like podcasters have said it. Elias from the Hudak Confessional said it. You just need you need that. You have to kind of reinvent the offense a little bit. And I think that's kind of what the Saints are, need to do, especially in the playoffs. I think that's the biggest thing. The regular season, you can you can score a lot of points. Like, the Saints have done it. Like you're not playing as good talent always, so you could score there. It's the playoffs. Winning, it's just winning in those situations where you need somebody to just stretch the ball down the field. The Saints didn't have that, and 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 that's a guy that's winning in the ten to twenty range. Maybe being able to stretch it down the field, make a play after that. Maybe a fifteen yard catch turns into a thirty five yard catch. Guys like Perryman can do that. Maybe because I think Breeze can throw even twenty to thirty. You throw the ball twenty to thirty yards down the field. But Tegan, just at his age, he can't win win that deep. Any- he doesn't can't win that quickly anymore. And Traquan Smith, he's been just. I mean, look, you look at that throw to, that Breeze made right before the pick. A perfect throw right over the middle of the field, and Traquan drops it. Can't have that. You can't have that. So you need someone that's a little more in that range, that twenty yard range, thirty yard range. That's a little more sure-handed. It's going to catch the ball. Maybe he's going to get some yards after catch. You would like to see more of that. And the Saints, again, what the Saints haven't had, well, why I think they should get a slot receiver. Saints haven't had a real slot receiver in so long. 
And like an actual receiver, yes, they've played Kamara in the slot, they've played Cook in the slot, but what about a receiver that runs routes well? Willie Sneed, Lance Moore, those are the type of guys you kind of want in that situation, and that could open up other roles for other players like Jared Cook. He doesn't play the slot anymore, so he can do a little more what Jimmy Graham did for the Saints. And again, I think that this is just, it's so vital that the Saints add another receiver. You need somebody. Now, maybe that is a Danny Amendola, and Danny Amendola would help this team. And then you add someone in the draft that can maybe go on the outside. And then you're looking at your top four, your top four receivers as Thomas, Amendola, and you have then Traquan, and then a rookie. And then you also have Cook, you have Kamara. That that's a good squad. Solid. That's what the Saints need to take the next step. And I think that's what the Saints gotta do. Switching over to the defense, I talked about this last week, and to be about the Saints, and the biggest thing was on offense, they were in all of history, they had the least amount of turnovers. And they were only fifth in turnover differential. The defense didn't get turnovers. The defense just did not get turnovers. You need guys, ball hawkers, that can get turnovers. And they need picks because in 2018, they got a lot of fumbles. And that was fine. You got the fumbles. To me, fumbles are just not not reliable enough in, a long, in the long run. Just fumbles. I mean, look, fumbles are great and they're a former turnover. And if you can get them consistently, that's great. But to me, year to year, it's tough because you need for fumbles. Sometimes it's a little lucky. Sometimes I think the same thing with picks, too. I mean, bad throws by the quarterback. But if you have guys that are just looking for the ball, ball hawking, the ball that would very that would help a lot, and I think the Saints started kind of in that trend. They had the best ball hawk available with Janoris Jenkins, which was great, but he's now going to be slotted for eleven point two five million, and maybe the Saints are going to restructure him. Maybe they just cut him, or maybe they keep him. To me, the Saints have eleven million to uh, to really upgrade that, and that's without re-signing Von Bell, which I think the Saints need to do. So what you kind of want to see is you get a player that can really change from the cornerback two position. Now, that's a guy like Josh Norman. That's a guy like A.J. Boyer. That's a guy like Big Play, Darius Slay. You you want to see guys like that in that $11.25 million. And maybe go a little over if it's a guy like Slay, who's just been so good. Maybe you want to see Slay, uh, Slay come up in there. But, again, I think the Saints... You, you, if people really think Norman, Josh Norman's going to get $15 million right now, I just don't think so. So maybe you get him for $10 million. Maybe you also want to restructure Jenkins, and you can have all three of them. Or maybe you don't and you just let them walk and maybe you get P.J. Williams. Because I think that's kind of just a big thing with the Saints. They need someone who can get the ball in picks. And Lattimore's kind of that guy, but what are teams starting to do? They're just starting not to target Lattimore, and then they just go to the other guy. And Eli Apple doesn't have the ball skills. And last year, Janoris was able to, but he only didn't play enough games, obviously. So you had Eli Apple there, who's just not a ball hawker. I would really like the Saints to move on from him and get more veteran-type player that's a ball hawker. I think that would help the Saints a ton. And to me, those are the two biggest ways the Saints can improve. And also, to me, another thing is you want to get a left guard, a better left guard. I think the Saints will do that, and I think that's kind of maybe that's the biggest way you improve besides um, getting another wide receiver. And then I think the four big things is you get those three things, as we talked about, get another guard in the draft maybe. Maybe you get it in free agency. And then also, and I think even Easton would be better than Pete. I think we'd see it visibly. Now, maybe the stats don't show that, but just that's just what I'm feeling here. And uh, that's kind of just my opinion. I just think that those, because what Pete does, as we said a lot, he's a guy that he could be very good for a good stretch of games. And then one game, he just blows everything up. And maybe he's good for the whole game, but two plays, he's just awful. And it ruins the game. And it just ruins the game. Those three plays, if there's three sacks that are in big situations, they can ruin the game. That's just what I'm thinking there. Um, with Pete, and some team's going to pay him, so just hopefully it's not the Saints, because I just don't want to see Pete there. I'd rather see a guy that, like Easton, who just is better in the past, and then also he's able to, just like, it's kind of a thing that, look, he's not the best throughout the game, but he never, like, has those big lows. 
like he's kind of just more even even keel there which is what the saints kind of need but i would like to see them definitely improve on that and then also i would love them to get another defensive end with marcus davenport and then also you kind of want to add you maybe not add a linebacker but at least keep that linebacking core in in shape there at least with those three guys i don't know if you want to keep alonzo uh kiko alonzo coming off an injury but you at least want to keep um aj klein here and uh i think that is a good segue to talk about a free agent preview here again it's going to be a very very interesting kind of definitely for the defense i want to see what the scenes do here will they upgrade linebackers will they upgrade cornerbacks we'll see but for me i would just love to keep the linebackers together I would re-sign AJ Klein, hopefully a similar contract. He had a good year last year, so maybe in a contract year that helps him and some other team signs him. But you're kind of just hoping that you, you just want him to stay with the Saints. I think he's a good player. Now, you can add guys that are better than him, guys like Kyle Van Noy, who had 10 sacks over the last two years, Nigel Bradham. He's a player that probably will get a ton of – he's had a few good years for the Eagles, and he had a good contract a few years ago, so he probably will get another contract kind of like that. Sean Lee, kind of as a veteran, maybe pick him up just as like a fourth guy, but you would also that would have to be paired with AJ Klein. I think that would be kind of interesting there. And then another guy, a younger guy from the Ravens, Patrick Unwasor, and he's a player that's a little younger, uh, 27, so he's kind of just right in his prime, getting better each year. So I maybe the Saints want to pick him up. We'll kind of see here. I think the linebackers are interesting. To me, I think this is a simple one for me. I wouldn't. Add, I mean, you could add externally, but I would just keep AJ Klein. Hopefully, Anzalone's healthy again. It's not like you can really count on that, but you're hoping Demario Davis is so, so good and you want to get a fourth guy for a little less than what Kiko Alonso is worth, $8 million. I would try to get a fourth guy for like 4 or $5 million, and you could save on Alonso, or maybe even less, because as a fourth guy, I mean, would you like four starters? Yes. It's kind of tough to get. Maybe you want to just get a guy that can kind of plug and play a little more than the guys can now with Robinson and like Teo, uh, Robertson, excuse me, um, with Craig Robertson. But I think it's just very interesting. Which is very, very interesting that if the Saints were to pick up one of those guys, it's a pretty deep group. Manoy, Bradham, Lee, I think, could be a guy. Um, Unlasor could be another one. But to me, those are kind of the guys that the Saints would be looking at. But I, I think I'm not going to spend that much time on this because I think it's kind of an interesting, uh, simple group. Sorry, interesting situation. Simple, I think, answer, though. Um, because you could, you could make it really interesting and drop Klein and drop Kiko and get a whole position overload. And you could bring in Van Noyer, bring in Brad. I just, I, I think you kind of, to me, usually you just want to like one group you can make tweaks to and bring in new guys, but you're hoping the other two groups kind of stay with the same because they still have that chemistry and that would really work nice. And I think the Saints this year, I would like them to see upgrade the secondary and then kind of keep that linebacking core together. And that's just kind of what I want. Those are some answers, but to me, I would just, I, I would keep Klein. I mean, maybe you find a fourth. Linebacker cheaper than Kiko. I think that's kind of what you're looking at there. And maybe Sean Lee. I think Sean Lee could be that guy. Three million kind of coming in here. Hopefully he stays healthy in a smaller role. Same with Kiko Alonso, who's gotten hurt too. So maybe he stays kind of healthier in a smaller role, which Kiko did. And I think it helped this team a lot. So I think that could be a guy uh, they get as well. And then also the secondary here with our preview. We talked about it a ton last week. So look, it's really you have that open cornerback slot. You can keep Jenkins for $11.25 million. You can restructure him, which you're probably going to want to do if you want to keep him. If you don't want to keep him, you have $11.25 million to spend. That's really it, right? I mean, you could bring that. You could bring in Norman, Josh Norman. I think he could be a guy. The ball hawk, we know he is. Chris Harris Jr. from the Broncos. Another guy we could bring in. Jimmy Smith. Uh, Ronald Darby. Another guy maybe you want to bring him in. A.J. Boye. I would love to see the Saints get A.J. Boye. 
there's so many players. It's such a saturated market. And we talked about it a ton. I don't think all these guys are going to get paid a ton of money. I think a lot of them are going to fall maybe even lower than $11 million. And what if the Saints were able to get Jenkins plus some other guy? That would be huge, plus like a Boye. It'd be very, very interesting to see. Safeties, I think you have to bring back Bell. And these are just guys just in case the Saints don't. But to me, you have to bring him back. That's integral to this team. Integral, I'm sorry. Integral to this team. And again, I'd rather have Bell than any of these guys. I mean, Tony Jefferson just got cut. Had a bad year. Maybe we want to bring him him in. And then two former Viking safeties, Anthony Harris, who had a 90.5 PFF grade. He's probably going to get paid. And then Andrew Sandejo. I think he's a player that can come in here, kind of a ball hawk type player. Comes in here, had a pick against the Saints in the playoffs a few years ago. I think he could be a, a guy that comes up in here and does a good job. But I would just like to see Bell. I really would I would really urge Mickey Loomis, if there's one guy we're going to bring back all year, besides Maurice, is going to be Bell. That's kind of my, my, my thoughts on it, and I really hope that the Saints do that. I think that's so integral if they want to keep on winning in the future here. But this episode, mostly about Drew Brees, so I think we're going to wrap it up. If you like what we're doing here, if you like the content we are bringing to you guys, and you haven't followed us on our various social media platforms, you can follow us on Twitter at the this on Instagram at Discussion, and then also on Twitter, I have a personal Twitter if you guys want to reach out to me, not only about the Saints, but other sports, MLB, basketball, all that fun stuff. I'm at Andrew Galato on Twitter as well, so definitely check that out. Give me a follow. Definitely, definitely talk to me. I, I want to hear what you guys want to say about the Saints, other sports. Definitely a lot of fun stuff, especially about the Saints, especially about this. I want to hear what you guys have to say because you guys have any questions about Breeze. Do you think this was the right move for the Saints? Very, very interesting stuff there. But again, Breeze is returning. Let's run it back. And I think that's going to be the slow. I think that's going to be the middle slogan when we end the show. I think it's going to be, I, I like that. Let's run it back. Let's make another run at it. I think I like that. So I think with all that said, I want to say thank you. Let's run it back. And who dat?